Hey guys, welcome to Life in Perspective. It's season three and we're talking all about defining moments. And I know usually you're used to seeing me here with a friend, but I figured I'd take a couple of moments to just give you some things that I've been learning in this season. Um, I think one of the things or the lessons that I've had to learn uh, in this season has definitely been how to handle when God says no. <laughs> OMG. Okay. I feel like when we talk about surrender, we always talk about it from the place of, you know, when God is saying yes, and we have to surrender to his yes. He's like, yes, this season is up. Let's move on. Or yes, I'm moving you into another position or I'm opening another door for you. And we we always sometimes focus on surrender as it relates to God's yes. But what about when he says no? And I'm going to tell you, I thought I had surrendered down. Okay. I thought it was a part of my DNA until God told me no. And he told me no about something that I wanted. And, um, you know, I talk often about the fact that I'm single. But at one point, I was dating, okay? I was on, well, I guess I'm dating right now, too. I don't want to, <laughs> I want to send the wrong message. <laughs> the girl's still dating. But I was dating online, and I had met this guy, okay? And we were vibing for, like, a whole month. We were, like, texting. We were talking on the phone. And then we, like, decided to go to a concert, it was actually an Alex Isley concert. It was pretty bomb. Um, and it was a, if you listen to Alex Isley, you know what kind of concert it was, too. It's like vibe. It's, it's, the, it's the perfect date night. And so we go to the House of Blues in San Diego. We go see Alex Isley. And we are vibing, okay? He lived in San Diego. He was from Chicago. So we, we had that. We were, like, sitting in the restaurant talking about people. And he literally even talked like me. He would be like, not you doing dot, dot, dot. It was like, we were really vibing. We were like, I'm like, he is my person, Lord. I know he's my person. And I'm sitting at the table and he's talking and I'm, <laughs> you know that little laugh you do because you think he's cute. He's like, <laughs> kikiing. And I hear the Lord say, no. I was like, you couldn't even wait till I got home. <laughs> just, just flat out, no. I was like, Lord, he is cute. Like, he cute. He was the right height. He was, he was vibing. Like, we were vibing. And God says, no, it will be detrimental to your calling. I said, now, Lord, you putting a lot. You are putting a 10 on a 2. Okay, you just you have heightened this situation. And I stayed at the date. <laughs> like, I really stayed at the date. And it, it was very interesting because I intended to ignore that. Although I heard very clearly, I didn't want to hear God over my own desires. I didn't want to hear God over what I wanted in that moment. I literally was like, I hear you, Lord, but I got this. I'm strong in my faith. I'm strong in my walk. And he was like, mm-hmm, say what you want to say. And that was our first time meeting physically in person. And we ended up, like, going out to eat after. He was, he was very slick. He had a plan. It was his town, and he didn't drive. Hmm? Because you know what he thought was going to happen. And the reality is, like, I'm going to just keep it 100 Like, I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. The reason I couldn't date him is because I would have had sex with him. That's, like, the truth. That is the honest-to-God truth. We were 
there was high lust. It couldn't have been like, because I didn't even really know him like that. <laughs> I think it was, what happens is, I think when we meet a person who meets our desires in that moment, we create an idea of what that person could be and what this thing could become. And we attach ourselves to that and we ignore the reality of what we are seeing. <laughs> there was something I desired, which is to be in a relationship. This person met the need of that presence not necessarily he not at all met the standard of the man I need to be with and the man I desire like if we 100% like it just he met the desire of that moment and I was willing to deny the voice of God because I wanted what I wanted and I chose to walk away from that moment and it's so funny because God knows us better than we know ourselves because he said that at the top of the day he said no, and it would be detrimental to my calling. And in that moment, I didn't even consider you. Like the person that's watching this video, I did not consider you. I didn't consider that your life is attached to the words that God places in my heart to share with you. None of that mattered in the moment, only what I desired. And that is why we have to learn to deny our flesh because it consistently competes with the spirit that lives on the inside of us. My spirit man, which is attached to who I truly am, spoke up and said, this isn't for us. And then I think because the Lord knows me, he, he went on ahead and let that man of God reveal himself before the night was over <laughs> because we were in Buffalo Wild Wings and he starts talking about sex and it have anything to do with the conversation. He literally starts asking me about my history. I'm like, boy, this is not first date talk. And deception crept in because I'm thinking that it's cute. <laughs> no, that's not, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm very clear, like, no, I, I live a pure life. I don't do this. And he goes, you know what? I respect that. And I think that we probably should not continue on. He's, and he was very, he said, because I'm, I'm going to be a distraction. Now, when Satan starts start exposing himself like that, <laughs> and the funny thing is, that could have been manipulation because somebody that will say like, oh, I'm going to hold off on this one. She would say, no, no, we could, he was actually testing his limits. And I knew in that moment this had to end. And I did. I, I never talked to him again after that, but I had an attitude because I first said out of my mouth that I agreed with the Lord, but I had not made a decision in my heart. And there's a reason that in order to be saved, you got to confess out your mouth and believe in your heart because out of what I decide in my heart is what I live out of. Not We can say a lot of stuff, but it is not until I make a decision in my heart. And the decision was not even about that guy. My decision should have been, God, I trust you above my own desires. I trust what you're telling me to do. I trust what you're saying to me beyond what I want in this moment. And if you're telling me that this ain't it, I know you got better for me. And sometimes we allow our desires to lead us down a journey that we did not pack for because I was not at all prepared for what that moment was going to present to me. And I didn't even heed. Well, I, I heeded the, the caution because the Lord said no. And, and I went with the no, even though I had an attitude and what the attitude for me proved was, was that there are some areas in my life that I hadn't surrendered to God. And part of them were connected to my desires. So I had to ask myself a tough question. Is what I want more important than what God is asking of me? 
Because it was interesting that God's no was attached to my calling and not to me as a person. Which ultimately brought me to the realization of what I thought I already knew was that my life is not about me. God didn't say, no, this isn't good for you. He says, no, this is detrimental to your calling because I am called to lead people to Jesus and dating that guy would affect my ability to lead people to Jesus. So I can't be screaming a live for the Lord and I'm out here having sex and I'm not married detrimental to my calling. <laughs> now, yes, there's grace and we all fall short, but there's something different about a conscious decision to fall short. It's not a fall. You went <laughs> like you, you did. It was not an accident. And even how we fall into things, it started with that little decision that you thought was just a little decision to go against what God said that turned into a bigger decision that produced the fruit of what you're living in now. And so today I want to challenge you to ask yourself that same question. Is what you desire more important than the reason God created you? Because he didn't create you for you. Because that don't even make sense. But he did create you so that you could embody who he is into the lives of everybody that you come in contact with. And it isn't always about a platform. Sometimes it's your little sister that looks up to you and you need to live a life that is aligned with what God called you to do because she needs to know that this can be done. Or it's your family who wants nothing to do with Jesus, but they recognize that you are not the same person you used to be. Your decisions do not just affect your life. They affect your life and everybody God created you to impact. So it's bigger than you. That little thing that you think you're doing that you think no one knows about, it is affecting your ability to be a witness for God. That little computer that you keep hidden under your bed at night and you think no one knows about, it's a problem. And it is you choosing your desires over what God is calling you to do. And ultimately, he's calling us to be pure vessels, like vessels that are not submitted to their flesh. There are so many scriptures in the Bible that tell us once you've truly encountered God, there should be a shift in your behavior. We think, man, I follow Jesus. I got to stop smoking. I got to stop drinking. I got to stop watching porn. I got to stop doing all of this. No, you don't have the ability to do that on your own. Life with Jesus is not about perfection. He's never after that. But it is about progression that comes from a reflection. Meaning the more I dive into relationship with Jesus, I learn and I recognize that the things I was doing is not actually who I am. I, I, I learned that I'm more like him. It's like looking at Jesus is looking at me. <laughs> and I recognize that like, man, I just, stuff I used to do, it just doesn't even entice me anymore. The more I'm on Jesus and the more I'm about him, my desires shift. But the story I told you at the top still proves that we all can grow deeper in our relationship with Jesus because I believe I have a pretty solid relationship with Jesus. But this situation proved to me that there are some things in me that I desire that are not aligned with who Jesus is and who he's called me to be. So I want to ask you a question. Whatever things that you're holding on to that you know are beneath the person that God's calling you to be and they are detrimental to your life, I want to challenge you to let it go. Even in this moment, just to release. There's a scripture that says the wages of sin is death, 
but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. When you said yes to Jesus, you became a new creature. When a caterpillar comes out of a cocoon, it is a butterfly. The butterfly does not go back to walking on the ground. It flies. A caterpillar looks nothing like a butterfly. <laughs> and that same process is what our journey with Jesus looks like. The caterpillar doesn't do anything but goes into this secluded moment and comes out a new creature. And that is what our relationship with Jesus is like. We go into this space of developing intimacy with God. And over time, we become something that we thought we could never be. And so I want to challenge you in this moment. You found comfort in the desires of your flesh. You found comfort in the desires of your heart even. And I want to challenge you to submit those to Jesus today. And maybe you're watching this and you're saying like, man, Brenda, I actually haven't said yes to Jesus and I don't even know where to start. The first place to start is from a place of honesty saying, hey, she's talking about somebody named Jesus and I think I'd like to get to know him. And I mentioned this earlier. If you want to know Jesus, it is as simple as this. Confessing with your mouth that he died on the cross for your sins and he rose on the third day and choosing to believe that in your heart and living it out. And there are so many more things that we can go into today, but it just starts with, Lord, I receive what you did for me on the cross. I repent of my sins and I choose to live my life for you. And if you feel like, hey, Brenda, I say yes to Jesus, but right now I want to say yes to his no. <laughs> because that is what surrender is. Surrender is saying yes to God's no. Okay, God, you said no, and I am submitting to that no. So whatever it is that came up in your mind while you hear me talking, and you're like, ooh, I probably shouldn't be doing that. I want to challenge you to trust him more than satisfying yourself for that one moment. Because if you're completely honest with yourself, it hasn't been satisfying you. It's just been giving you a temporary fix. But I promise you, life with Jesus is satisfying. It will give you everything you could ever want or desire or anything that you would search for in other things. So today, I just want you to say, Lord, you can have it. I give you everything that is not like you. I'm giving it to you and I just want you. And this begins your pursuit of building a deeper relationship with Jesus. So now I want to pray for you. Is that cool? Let's pray. Lord, oh, we thank you for this moment where you would be our father. We thank you for this moment where out of your love, you chose to correct us. God, I want to pray for every person that is tuned in right now at this moment and they're struggling to give you the desires of their heart, the desires of their flesh, God. I know there are so many people who have these things that they want, God. They want temporary satisfaction, God. They want success. They want fame. They want fortune. They want the pleasures of sex outside of marriage, God. I pray right now that you would give them the courage to surrender it all to you. Wherever there is uh, dark, hidden things that they are aware of are not pleasing to you, God, I pray that you would even remove the desire, God, that they would not settle in doing those things anymore, God, that they would be able to sense your Holy Spirit saying, hey, 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 this is above you, there, this is beneath you, that there is a life that I'm calling you to live outside of this, and that you can even trust me with the dark places, God. I pray that they would learn to trust you with even the dark areas of our lives, God. 
there's a scripture that says that you would search our hearts and uh, reveal anything that is offensive to you, God. And that's what we're asking you to do in this moment, that you would search our hearts and anything that is not pleasing to you, God, you would reveal it not to shame us, not to condemn us, but to lead us further and closer to you, God, that even the things that you shine a light on that make us feel like, ah, I can't be used by God are the very things that you want to use to call us higher and into deeper relationship with you. So God, I pray for everyone listening that they would have the courage to trust you with the things that they're afraid to share with anybody. And I pray in this moment, they recognize you can trust them even with that. God, we love you and we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus name. we pray. Amen. Yo, this has been Life in Perspective. Y'all, I love you. I'm always praying for you. I want to make sure y'all stay tuned and locked in. Go ahead and subscribe to this channel because we're dropping videos every week. And I don't want you to miss a thing. See you soon.